Hey, thanks for tuning into the After Hours. We just finished talking about the movie Knives Out. Good film. Check that out on the uh, belated box office episode. Should be out soon. Um, After Hours, baby. This is it. This is the fun stuff. Just kind of yeah. freewheeling it, really. You know, just this is uh, the part I like. This is yeah. You know what? This is quickly developing into my uh, my favored uh, portion of the uh, of the podcast. It is nice to go from something you know more factual and, and slightly opinionated, very opinionated, uh, to go into something that's just pure opinion and uh, and has no basis on on any, anything in particular. Uh, but being December fifth. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and ask it. I know next week we will be doing a Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way, on Sunday. Check yeah. it out. Um, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Or do you have a, a list of favorite Christmas movies, Pat, as we venture forth into the month of Christmas movies? I am married to an absolute, uh, Christmas movie addict. So, okay. uh, there's Christmas movies going on in my house all year round. Wow. I think. Okay. I think when we first started dating, uh, I asked Kayla, what's your favorite types of movies? She said Christmas movies. And I was like, that's not, I, how do you? You're like, like Die Hard or like Elf? Like what kind of Christmas movie? Like, it's like, <laughs> I think that was, this was a joke that was on Parks and Recreation back in the day, but it's like, that's like saying your favorite type of cereal is breakfast cereal. Like that's not a genre so much, but. No, I, I'm, I'm watching lots of Christmas movies just because that's what, what my wife likes to watch. Um, probably, I imagine this might be the same as you. Like, I think Home Alone is the one that uh, I go back, I enjoy going back to the most. But Elf is also in the rotation. Okay. Uh, the, Jim Carrey's The Grinch is yep. also, I guess Ron Howard's The Grinch starring Jim Carrey is in there. Um, trying to think of the other ones that that uh, that get like constantly that are like every year must. Mm -hmm. With my family growing up, we loved to watch a Christmas story. Uh, okay. The one about the, the kid getting the uh, getting the rifle. The BB gun. Uh, yeah. You'll shoot your eye out. You'll <laughs> shoot your eye out. We watched that a lot when I was a kid. That was a that was a tradition for us. So that one is one I've seen a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Die Hard, you know, like contention over like whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I just like to watch Die Hard, and yeah, I, I think that being around Christmas is a good excuse to go back and watch it. You know and what? Then, and then skip Die Hard two and go right to Vengeance. Oh really? Eh? Okay. Okay. I like yeah. the snow aspect in Die Hard too. It feels more Christmassy. <laughs> I haven't seen as much of it. Maybe I'll give it another chance. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like maybe Die Hard is one of those ones where it's like. Because, you know, like, say, like, your wife, uh, Christmas movies are her favorite. I feel like even though Bruce Willis has said after his roast that it's not a Christmas movie, he doesn't it's get not. to decide that. That's not his decision to make, really. He's He's, right, he was just the star. He is right, but I think they give it to us because it's like, man, the, the guys need an action film. So we're just going to call Die Hard a Christmas film so they can sneak it into the rotation somehow. More or less. You know what I mean? Uh... I convinced, like, I convinced Kayla to watch a bunch of movies when we first started dating. Um, but, uh, yeah, Die Hard's one of them. And I definitely did play up the angle, like, you'll love it, it's a Christmas movie, it's your favorite type of movie. But, and he still hasn't 100% forgiven me for that one yet. Yeah. But, it's a relationship uh, yeah, built on lies, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
lies is just betrayal. Yeah, it's not a lie. You didn't throw up. It's just a half truth. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, no, I mean. Yeah. Fair enough. It's uh, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, but I still enjoy watching it around Christmas time because why not? Yeah. I would also, agree. Also, for yeah. like guys, action movies, you've also got Iron Man three now. As a which, Christmas if you movie. That one, it's it's not unlike a Christmas movie. There are some Christmas enough Christmas movie elements in there. <laughs> it, it might um, be more of a Christmas movie than uh, than Die Hard. I would venture to say. I've got to ask, and and I don't even know if this fits on either of your rotations, but I feel like National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. I think that's that's got to be uh, that seems to be like the staple. Like almost like if you ask anybody, like oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? It, it's Almost everyone I ask, it always seems to be... It always makes the list. You know what I mean? Chevy Chase in there. It. Not no getting his... Not a Chevy Chase fan. Are you, are you no, actually... Are you fucking with me right fan. now? Like, you've never actually seen that movie? You know what? It was on... Like I said, my wife's, like, constantly injecting Christmas movies into her veins. Yeah. Uh, she had it on the other night, and I kind of, like, left the room to play the Switch handheld. And I just played some Ocarina of Time. You know what? Solid choice on your part. I've I've seen it a few times and it just doesn't strike uh, the same chord it seems to strike with my peers for me. Um, I like Chevy Chase in uh, in a bunch of different stuff, but like it just it was never my Christmas movie, man. And you were right. My number one is one hundred percent Home Alone. Um, yes. Probably all about the nostalgia now, but I mean that comes on that'll be watched multiple times throughout December. Um, even if, so say if, like, we were to have... And, and like, number two. And number two was pretty good, yeah. It, it wasn't... But I'm still, I'm still into it. I'll the still put it number two's redeeming quality was when uh, they became the Sticky Bandits. And then yes. uh, Marv Marv gets electrocuted. And then the scene where he becomes, like, one of those skeletons you see at a chiropractor's office for a bit. That was, uh, that's one of those scenes that was, I was like, yeah, I'll watch this all day. That I think I'll his traps in, in the with, uh, construction were good. Yeah, his trap. Yeah, the the traps weren't of as great quality. They're not as iconic, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff in uh, in Home Alone too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the callback where um, you can see that Marv has the imprint, like a permanent scar of the hot doorknob on his hand. Yeah. It was a cool callback that I didn't even get when I was a kid, but I think as an adult at some point, we like binged both the both the Home Alone movies because there are only two. We binged them both, um, and I was like, "Oh, it's from the first movie." Yep, I feel like it's it's one of those movies where like because it gets or because it's gotten so much play, I'm sure between uh, yeah. throughout both of our lives, as you watch it more, obviously you pick up on some of the smaller things you know what i mean like when you see a movie over 50 times all of a sudden you're like i know exactly what's going to happen let's look around the scene now kind of what what have Can been I say done, something right? else here yeah and i'm only talking this is not for everybody that but the people who it's for you know who you are dungeon masters if you've never played D and D and hit your party with like a house covered in home alone traps you, that you ain't living man like do, do it if, I if, highly recommend it. If you can take a step with... in either direction and not hit a trap, you're doing the wrong, wrong thing there, I guess. I'm telling you, at one point, like, it's, it's, uh, and this was some stuff that, uh, 
I'm going to tell a D&D story. Maybe not everyone cares, but I, it's a good story. I like it. So um, at, there was at one point, like, my rogue was, uh, was, was like, challenged to go break into a house as part of, like, a, oh, you want to join our Thieves Guild? This is your, like, initiation. And uh, so it was just him off by himself. It was my brother-in-law playing the rogue. And I just jam-packed it with, like, magical versions of Home Alone traps. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And it was great to see, like, see his, like, <laughs> like, see his rogue degraded by, like, I'm this master thief, but also I just slipped on a bunch of marbles in front of the door. Tar stairs, that's precarious. <laughs> that's amazing. How did you do the paint cans? Because uh, you have to include the paint cans. It's like, oh, you were struck I... by a skin of paint. I don't think he got that far, unfortunately. And that's the curse of being a DM, is sometimes you plan out some great stuff that just doesn't pan out. But, um... Yeah, I remember... Yeah, as, as like, kind of, like, um... There, this, the part of Home Alone where the tar causes Mark to, like, take off his shoes, right? I, I simulated that with a suggestion glyph, which is basically the spell suggestion in a, like a, a rune that's written on the ground. So as soon as he walked into it, he fails his saving throw against magic. Now it's a, it, he just hears a voice telling him to like take his boots off. And, and as, as soon as he steps in the window, bam, Caltrops, spiky Caltrops on the floor. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm telling you, oh, it's man. fertile ground. If you're a DM and you're looking for, you know, maybe you're doing a Christmas-themed game for your party, like throw up, throw in some Home Alone traps. They're always a lot of fun. I was gonna say, how do you go? You, you can't. Yeah, you don't even have to change much. Just the devices, really, to make it fit for the narrative. Because yeah. I mean, like, once you achieve perfection, why, why modify it? Right. Yeah. I mean, that house was tricked out with traps. Um, Absolutely. Trying to think. Uh, I guess one of the ones that like uh, would play in my house a lot was my dad's favorite was Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the yeah. original. Yeah, oh yeah, he was he's a huge fan of that. And then uh Yeah. Uh I'm trying to think of other like for me, I know one of the staples, and it's not a movie, although they've made movies, uh South Park Christmas episodes. On Christmas Eve, when uh it's getting late, usually I'll I'll throw on uh, a bunch of them. Like this year actually on uh, on Crave, HBO Plus, I think is who has South Park. Um they've actually already organized it into a section south park holidays whatever right so they've actually gone through save me the legwork of uh of, you know going through season one episode whatever and, and doing that individually now they're all pre-packaged into one spot and it's weird because as much as i like the simpsons i've never done that with the simpsons like i've never gone to watch christmas simpsons during well, the holidays binge the simpsons holiday like you're gonna binge uh, in october you're gonna binge the treehouse horror episodes I would do. I'll do the Treehouse of Horror, but I've never done. Simpsons aren't really known for their Christmas episodes. No, the Treehouse Except of Horror really one, does take. I mean, the one where they get Santa's little helper. Yeah. They adopt it. That's a good one. Otherwise, what do you got? I nothing. was gonna say, yeah, and you like got nothing. That's what. Thirty thirty-two seasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you've got if they do a Christmas episode every season, that's still thirty-two episodes you got to watch. And South Park is yeah. starting to get up there, and some of their Christmas episodes now are like two-parters or three-parters and it's uh it's getting a little out of hand yeah. but i mean over the years i've, I've uh, i know which ones i need to watch again 
and uh, there's there's a bunch that I'm okay with not watching again. As again, I've seen them so many times that uh, there's always next year. You know, they can make their rounds. We're next talking year. about good Christmas specials for for series. Um, always Sunny in Philadelphia, a very sunny Christmas, also a good one. Is that the one where Frank buys everyone's favorite present and then uses it for himself? I think it's the one. The one. The part that I remember is Mac and Charlie trying to starting to get into fight. Like Charlie tries to fight the mall Santa because he found out like he thinks that Santa fucked his mom yeah, or something. You banged my mom. <laughs> the guy's like, "What are you talking about?" And then like Mac accidentally strikes a woman who's there with their kids, and then it's just pandemonium. <laughs> um, that's the part I remember. They actually made it like it kind of transcends a script. Christmas special that one and it's actually like a rated short film yeah. about the t- the gang at Christmas. It's pretty good. Yeah, I I wouldn't uh I wouldn't be opposed to doing that, but I guess you know like there's Christmas movie genres or the genre of Christmas movies I suppose it's vast, man. We're talking about one hell of a collection like and they keep making new ones, but um I don't know, man, the, the, they shouldn't the classics seem to be the staples in our house, like uh, a Muppets Christmas Carol. That one gets played every year at the house. Oh, that one's fantastic! Right, that's always fun. Um, and actually, well, the one, the movie that we're doing next week, Jingle All the Way. That's uh, that's one of the first ones to get knocked down. Like that one, it, it's uh, I think we watched it last weekend. It wasn't even. I don't even think it was December yet. It's just like, well, we better. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we watched it in July this year. Yeah, and it was actually my idea for once. It's uh, it's I'm really I, I'm really excited to talk about it. There's a lot of funny stuff in that, and again, I think because we've seen it so many times, like it's a good movie, but I'm sure it'll probably end up being more of a roast. <laughs> it's a it's a bad movie, but I like it. It's like okay, yeah, that's that's a, that's a really that's good way to put it because you're right. It's not <laughs> it's not a spectacular film, but I really enjoy it. So it's a good movie. For yeah, me. I'll watch and have a blast, but I'll also be like, "What a piece of shit! What were they thinking when they made this? Is this is awful?" Oh man, the Arnold days, you know. Put him in anything, it'll be successful. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty exciting, pretty exciting stuff. So I mean, this it, we're lucky that next week we're doing a Christmas movie because it. Uh, a we've we've seen it a lot, uh, and it won't really detract from any of the Christmas movies that we need to cover uh in, in terms of our own personal lives and personal viewing uh right. this month so i think it's going to be absolutely perfect absolutely yeah. perfect uh you wanted to chirp ridley scott you said ridley scott had some kind of meltdown because uh damn kids just don't appreciate his stories anymore you know get off my damn lawn with your skateboards yeah well i mean i brought it up i didn't know what else we were going to talk about during the after hours but uh, yeah so there's this movie uh, the Last Duel, Ridley Scott's movie that came out fairly recently and like tanked in the theaters. And then Ridley Scott took to uh, took to the media to announce that he thought it's because millennials can't stop looking at their phones enough to go see his movie. Um, which is nonsense. <laughs> no, it's the millennials, damn it. People are still seeing movies. Um... <laughs> But also, my reaction, see, it seems to be like a lot of people's reaction when they heard about this, which is to say, what the fuck is The Last Duel? And I went and checked it out. It's some, it's some like, 
historical medieval film. I'm not sure what period of history it covers or or who, but it's like basically a bunch of a bunch of knights putting on a bunch of armor, swinging swords at each other, big old like action sword fight fest, which looks delightful. But I hadn't heard of it, so yeah, I think Ridley Scott might have to like blame his own marketing team. I think it's being trying to be like sound like the crotchetiest old man possible, like you pesky whippersnappers. Well, like, when did it come out? Um, a few weeks ago. Okay, so, like, the theaters are basically fully open again. It's released later. We're recording this December 5th. But, yeah, this came out uh, a few weeks ago. And um, the funny thing is it's not Ridley Scott's only movie to get released recently. Like, House of Gucci. I think that's what it's called, right? The one he just put out with... Uh, if that's the one he put out about... Gucci, yeah, Lady, that's the one. Lady Gaga was in it. Uh, what's his name? The Kylo Ren guy. Adam Driver. Um, oh, okay. I think it's doing well. Like, it's doing better in theaters. It looks it looks like a really good movie, actually. Uh, I've only so seen like, the trailers for it, but, I mean, it just looks like it'll be an interesting story. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a weird situation, because, like, Ridley Scott, you got one movie that just was in theaters, or maybe it's still in theaters, that's doing well. This other movie, it tanked because nobody had fucking heard of it. And you're just like, oh, it's just these young people and their fucking phones. Well, it's like, I don't know, man. I would have liked to see the movie. I had no idea. The first I heard of this movie was I heard Ridley Scott was complaining that I didn't see it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I think it's it's pretty common for people to miss it. Like, unless it's going straight to Netflix see, or Disney. Listen, like, I, I see advertisements for movies on my phone. Why wasn't yours one of them, Ridley Scott? Right? <laughs> Answer me that. Who really failed whom? Riddle me that, Scott, you dick. <laughs> Riddle me that, Scott man. Crotchety old douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, though. Like Even this movie, Knives Out, never heard of it until you mentioned it. Okay. Um, I think throughout the whole pandemic, the only thing that I was really following for a little while there was like stuff that was popping out new on Disney or... The odd new movie coming out on uh, Netflix. But, I mean, yeah, like, in terms of new stuff, I have not been keeping up. Like, it's just been, like, nostalgic. Like, I, you know, just being at home, everything, with everything that's been going on the past couple of years. Um, especially when things were shut down, you couldn't even go to the theaters. Like, it, there was not a lot of desire for me to uh, to watch a bunch of brand new stuff. I started, like, you know, doing this. We we watched a lot of movies that, you know, we we should have watched but hadn't yet and um i still feel like we got a lot of those to do and I, and so i continued on with that trend of you know genres specific to my taste and stuff like that i was like well i'm just gonna watch this movie like it came out in 94 or you know like the early 2000s and so movies that i'd missed were kind of my jam throughout the uh the lockdowns and stuff and yeah nothing new really piqued my interest i saw there was a bunch of like advertisements for stuff that i thought would look great uh, I have seen a few new things, but anything going to theaters, I don't even know. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what's playing at theaters right now. Like, I'm starting to see a few more ads for like things coming out, but like I don't know. Like I could drive by a movie theater and I might be able to be like, oh yeah, I thought I saw an ad for that one. If they had 24 different movies playing, I would know maybe one. That's how out of touch I am with uh, with current films, I suppose. Well... Right. You've been to the theaters lately, haven't you? I've been there, here and there. 
Usually I just go for Marvel stuff. I haven't seen the Eternals in theaters. Okay. At this point, it's going to be like in like five weeks. It's going to be on, not even, I think in like three or four weeks, it's going to be on Disney Plus. So I probably will just wait it out at this point. Yeah. I think. uh, Yeah. What's the, what's the last non-Marvel movie I've seen in theaters? There was something. It was something this year. I couldn't. I don't remember now. I want to say the I think I've brought this up before. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was the It Part One, but that can't be right. I'm pretty sure I've seen like I saw like uh, Endgame and uh, the most recent Star Wars movie, the trilogy. Or whatever. I think I saw that the Christmas before everything went down. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It just uh, the, the modern, the, you know, recent movies have gotten away from me, and uh, not too upset about it. I mean, between all the streaming services I've got out, uh, I don't find myself short on things to watch. But uh, on a personal yeah. note, I'm going to make more of an effort to uh, to watch brand new films. And this one, this one really actually brought it probably as close as to the newest movie I've seen in a while at 2019. So that's true. Well, I mean, you missed uh, the uh, the Red Notice episode that I did with my sister here just yeah. a couple weeks. ago. So that that was a 2021. So that's one of the most recent movie that I've seen. Yeah. Recently. And, and I'm gonna uh, tell you, you didn't miss much with that one. You can go no. back to listen to. <laughs> you guys can go back and listen to to my thoughts on on Red Notice and how terrible it is. Yeah. And how Ed Sheeran, poor Ed Sheeran, fucking debased himself <laughs> with that awful cameo. Well, you bastard, you don't need to do that, Ed Sheeran. Do you need money? Because, like, I'll give you, I don't even have money, but I'll give you some money. We could do, like, a Kickstarter or, like, a GoFundMe for him if he <laughs> so needs some cash, right? Stop doing terrible cameos. And I brought the, this is kind of like retreading ground for people who listen, but I actually talked about, when Karen was here, we were talking about, I talked about how, like, Ed Sheeran's cameo, if you haven't seen the movie still, like, he's he's on stage performing at a place that gets busted by the cops, and he tries to fight a cop with a guitar, and he gets arrested, and he's being hauled off, and he goes, I'm, don't you know who I am? I'm Ed Sheeran! I was in Game of Thrones! Which was, like, also, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen it in Game of Thrones. He was in, like, yeah. one scene as a cameo. Yeah. It's like, why would, you, why would you say that if you're Ed Sheeran? Why would that be the thing that you indignantly bring up? And... I even looked up and I saw I saw that like Ed Sheeran had four Grammys just for a single Google search. It's like, why the fuck aren't you like being hauled off saying I have four Grammys? Like, I think it, that that probably just speaks so well to how shitty his cameos, like <laughs> him just appearing and stuff. They're like, you know what? We don't want you to bring up your music. Nobody cares anymore, Ed Sheeran. Everyone knows who you are. Bring up that thirteen seconds you were in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that one scene <laughs> where you sang a song and you were like, "Remember me, everybody." Right. See, like, no, I'm, a, uh, I'm a little nervous to see mo- new movies for that kind of that that style. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's like uh, well, it's like I movies. Mean, movies got lots say. of memes within them now. They're like, ah, oh, we gotta market to the meme community somehow. We'll put Ed Sheeran in here, and he'll talk about his shitty other TV appearances. <laughs> like the meme community. I don't know, man. It just you <laughs> gotta get those memesters. Damn, uh, what children on their there? phones with their memings and selfie yeah. sticks. No time for my Ridley Scott films. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> he probably did say that. He was just like, what, so I don't put any meme references in my movie and you kids don't care? 
meme this and he just flips off all these children out in front of his house they're like what the fuck is that guy <laughs> just, uh, don't look at him kids that's just ridley scott close the blinds and he'll yeah. go away <laughs> he can't see you if you don't move <laughs> oh, oh good stuff good stuff we like we like ridley scott though we had his film blade runner on in one of the very early oh. episodes of the podcast and we loved it oh no there's nothing wrong with his films i just think it's funny how like he is he's got to do he's got to go and say something like that right like these damn kids yeah. just don't appreciate my work it's like man like maybe give it a rest like <laughs> more or less you know what i mean just like take the l Imagine how M. Night Shyamalan feels. Make money, it's no big deal. It just it doesn't. Some movies don't make money, all right? Well, as long as it wasn't like his dream feature. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is going to be my masterpiece. This is what people will know me for. I don't think he'd wait till like his 80s to put out his magnum opus <laughs> with the amount of pull that he's had in Hollywood. We'll call it his Irishman, I guess. <laughs> He'll make a four and a half hour long movie and everyone's going to be like, all right, this that's is a five-part. That's like a term now. It's like when a filmmaker's like, too old and tries to bring up something that like relives his glory days it's like a real irishman move it can be like not even for filmmakers too i think it's a very i hope he does like blade runner the beginning and like him he's directing it and uh harrison ford's like 106 (laughs) and it's just like he tries to play a younger version of himself it's like i don't know how this is gonna work man we'll use that anti-aging technology and We'll make Harrison wow. Ford look young again. No thanks. Oh, I love on. Harrison Ford, but <laughs> I, don't. I don't. I don't need him being de-aged in a movie. Nope. No, that would be all right though. I would have a good laugh about that. I wish they'd almost just make a teaser trailer just to upset people. <laughs> that could be yeah. okay. Well, I, I mean, um, we're gonna get into way more Christmas stuff next week in the after hours, and uh, we'll see yeah. if anything else develops out of this Ridley Scott feature. Um, House of Gucci, I might actually want to check that one out just talking about seeing new movies. Of course. Uh, it wouldn't be... Watch House of Gucci go right back to your phone. You're going to fucking miss the last duel. I'm going to tweet about how boring it was that I was just on my phone the whole time. Just at Ridley Scott. <laughs> uh, no, like, I, I love those kind of stories. Like, I don't know if you have, uh, if you've watched any of the FX miniseries, like the, uh, the OJ Simpson one. Uh, but in terms of the House of Gucci, they did the, uh, Oh, what? Why am I losing his name now? Uh, Versace. They did like the murder of Versace. They did a whole mini series yeah, on that. that, and that was that was really well done. I liked that. I liked that it was a uh, ten parts, and it's like a really short TV show, really long movie. I, I kind of like yeah, those mini series. Limited like that. series. I yeah. like. I like. I like the the uh, kind of the advent of the limited series that we got now. There's a lot of good ones out there because usually if someone's like. If someone's like, "Oh, have you seen this show or that show?" Um, I'm I'm just like, "No, I haven't checked it out." And people are like, "Oh my god, you gotta see it!" And I'm just like, "How many seasons are there? Like six, and there's like twenty episodes each season." I'm like, "Man, fuck that shit!" Like, yeah, time job. Like, when am I gonna finish this movie? Like, I think it came out of necessity that the limited series is the hot thing now, because like we were like, I remember like we were like you know, watching a lot of these series when we were, like, young early 20s guys, like, with no responsibilities back when, like, Breaking Bad and The Wire and those types of shows were big. Oh, yeah. And, like, those those shows were great. It was, like, redefining TV with, like, a serial series like that. 
But now it's just like there's so much out there. There's so, so much out there that you can't make the time for half of this shit. And I think it was kind of smart of, of like, the studios to kind of realize that and be like, all right, this is eight episodes and that's it. How's it? How, how about that? And then you're just like, yeah, I can do eight episodes and then that's it. Right. Like, it works really well. Like, and now, now that I think back on it, like when we did the, the movie Dune, the original, um, even back then, if they had made that, if they had this concept of miniseries out or, you know, limited series, that would have been a great one. Because you could have easily, you could have easily explained everything a lot more, gone into a lot more detail. Like that would seven, have been great. Seven hour-long episodes for Dune. I think that I, could have worked out pretty well. I think it would have been a lot better, even with the uh, the lack of uh, computer technology they had back then to make all these cool effects. They did a good enough job in the movie. Oh um, yeah, no, the the effects were cheesy, but like I've seen lots of older movies with dated cheesy effects that still work. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that that would be one of those things. So, like, the thing that I like about limited series is that uh, it doesn't drag on like a show that's, you know, you can tell when shows are kind of coming to the end because they're like, oh, we have to bring right, in new characters, like, we have to do this. They're just like, they always want to just, like, can we get another, renewed for another season? Because that's yeah. more money for us. So can we stretch this shit out long? And then there's a big slump in the middle where you're like, oh, fuck, like, is this going to end or what? And, like, you want to see through to the ending, but at the same time, it's like, what a huge time commitment. But yeah. If, if you give me like six to nine hour long episodes and then I get to see the ending and move on to something else that I'm going to think is good, I'm all for it, man. Absolutely. It's such a great way for like, it's like you're not writing for TV and you're not writing for a movie. It's like, a, it's an amazingly well-balanced, uh, it's something new approach, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we really needed, it, so it's great. Yeah. I love it. I mean, like when Marvel put out the, the limited series there for the new character, not the new characters, but for their characters and, and all that. Like I, I was really impressed and, uh, and it, they're not the only limited series that I've really enjoyed. So hopefully we get to see more, more of those, um, and more yeah. really well done ones. So yeah, I just thought like, I think, yeah, like movies like Dune. So it's like one of those things where you're like, well, we got this really good idea. Even if you have a screenplay, it's like for a movie, it's like, well, we got this really good idea, but we don't want to make a three-hour-long movie. And they're like, well, you know what? We could just add some stuff in here, and we can make a really great miniseries. And uh, I think it really it really makes for um, good viewing. I think it really offers people an opportunity to uh, explore things and develop things more slowly and keep people's interest in a different light. So, uh, yeah. Strong agree. Yeah. We like limited series. Keep them coming. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to call it a night on that. Um, good place to end. Covered all of our bases. Hopefully we get some more limited series out there. Uh, would love to see it. Uh, and on this day, December the 5th, we want to wish everybody a happy upcoming holidays. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully you have snow on the ground. Uh, it's to... a of Hanukkah right now. No, it's just... Like just, just... Ticks. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Beats me. Uh, we just cover our bases we with can, happy we, holidays. We can fact <laughs> check that right now. <laughs> yeah, I know happy holidays is just to cover your bases, but that's a cop out. It was. When, yeah, it was. Hanukkah. Then you caught me. Hanukkah 2021. Yeah, oh, this is the second to last day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah ends tomorrow. There you go. It started November 28th. 
Yeah, maybe next year we'll do a movie like Eight Crazy Nights. No, no, we're not doing no, that. No, you don't want to do the Adam Sandler cartoon. If there's a if there's a good Hanukkah movie out there, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not watching Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I haven't seen it. I figured maybe. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> All right. What a foul film. <laughs> You should watch Hubie. Hall- I think it's called Hubie's Halloween. I've heard that's okay. It was actually really funny. Um, I, I'll check it out. Speaking of ho- holiday-themed movies with Adam Sandler, that one's that one's fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I got a lot to say about that movie, actually. But we'll, we'll cover that maybe next year. Maybe next year on Halloween we'll do that yeah. Netflix one. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for tuning into the After Hours. Uh, again, you can find us in the same places you can find the Belated Box Office Podcast between Twitch, our live stream, uh, on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and iTunes. Go give those a check out, and uh, yeah, audio or video. Dealer's choice. We will catch you guys all next week for Jingle All The Way with a special guest, a re- reoccurring, reappearing guest. Uh, it's going to be a blast. So thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch you guys all next week for our very Christmassy episode. Cheers.